Well, hey friend, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Can you believe it's already September? I can't, I feel like this year is going by so fast. I'm going to blink and it's going to be Christmas. May as well start making out my Christmas list, right? <laughs> Speaking of gifts, I have a special treat for you today. Today on the podcast, I have Sarah Beisel. She's a copywriting and marketing coach and host of the Faith-Filled Business Podcast. She helps Christian entrepreneurs get clear on their gifts and vision that God gave them for their business and create a biblical marketing plan so they can create authentically with Jesus at the foundation. If perfectionism is keeping you from creating your content, this is part one of a two-part episode where Sarah shares three powerful questions to help you show up authentically in your content and copy. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you are on this podcast today. Tell us a little bit about what you do, you know, who you help and how you got started with your business. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kayla. I'm so excited. So my name is Sarah. As you said, I am a copywriter and a copywriting coach to female entrepreneurs. And I, I've just gotten really passionate over the last like year or so about helping people write their own copy and their own content. There's a lot of help out there for people that want to outsource and just hand everything off to someone else. But there's not always a lot of support for people that just want to figure out some of those early steps of how to just write their own stuff. And so I love being able to just come in and help people figure out like how to write the content that sounds like them and feels good to them, how to actually put together their website themselves. So that's me. I'm just kind of in a coaching mode of helping people. Yeah. Just like take control over that writing process themselves. And even if they're not writers, like I'm very much a believer that you can write for yourself. So that's my philosophy. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it's such an important skill that you can carry with you throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Even if at some point mm -hmm. you do pass it off, you know, yeah. you, you have that ability and that skill to, I would think, I haven't, I haven't hired a copywriter yet, but I would, so I'm kind of in your, in your ideal, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of in your space. I probably need to hire you, but like you can, you know, I feel like sometimes it's, it's helpful to have a grasp on something before you pass it off too, because that way mm -hmm. you already kind of know what you want it to look like when somebody else does it as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point as well. Cause it is important, especially if you are going to outsource down the line to actually have a good grasp on 
like your own sense of voice and the kind of things that you want to say because it's going to make your copywriter's job a lot easier in the future but even if you never end up outsourcing like I I like to say as well that like you're always going to be responsible for some aspect of communication in your business even if that communication is literally just sending emails to team members that you hire in the future like you're going to have some sort of thing that you do it's very unlikely that you would ever outsource every single aspect of your communication ever because then what what are you doing you're still a face of your brand in some way so even if you never end up outsourcing your writing there's still a lot in terms of your brand in terms of the way that you want to show up that's so, still important to know and understand before you like progress into any sort of direction so yeah very important regardless of where you where you intend to go with your business <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. And I think about how the emails that you write, even if they're just, you know, personal emails, you don't want it to sound not like the rest of all your other marketing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You still want it. You want there to be consistency, I guess what I'm saying. So, so if you're, you know, if you're, if you're having somebody else do all of your other stuff, you know, like maybe your social media posts or things like that, but then you're also putting out other content that has a completely different vibe, a completely different voice. I don't know yeah. all the technical terms <laughs> that you that yeah. would, are accurate. Vibe here. Works. <laughs> but, I mean, people pick up on that, you know, like even if, even if it's a subconscious thing, people mm-hmm. pick up on when things are incongruent. Yes. And to a degree, it doesn't matter a ton because like, if like there are, especially when you get into the bigger businesses, like there is going to be a little bit of inconsistency here and there because everyone is different. It's impossible to get all the people to write the same way and all the people to show up the exact same way. But having that core set of things, like at least in terms of like a value base or the kinds of like language that you maybe would or wouldn't use, having something that's foundational is super helpful so that, yeah, people have that same experience, whether it's you, whether it is someone that you've hired to do your social media or to write your content, whether they go to your website, it's they can tell that it's all you in some way, even if it's a little bit different here and there, because and sometimes variation is good, but (laughs) having that core, having that core foundation, that core grasp of like, this is me, this is my brand, this is what I'm here for. And this is the experience that you're going to have interacting with me or my team. That's kind of, that's where it really comes back to having that set up in some way. That makes a lot of sense. And I like that you said that variation is good, right? But like, I think, especially for those of us that are kind of solopreneurs, don't have teams yet and all of that kind of stuff that, and some of us are the faces of our brand, you know, and so kind of making sure that our writing is representative of that. Yeah, Um, it's, it's very easy to kind of get to start overthinking and get in your own head about like what I what you should or shouldn't be saying and how to write it I've been like not business related but I've been helping my brother write some applicate essays for med school applications and he will he will write some great essays and then write some other essays and it's like this is totally different from how you sound like you're trying to be far more fancy than you actually are as a person and it's immediately clear like you would not talk like this this sounds strange and so it's like there's that there's that balance of like you want to represent yourself well online you want to come across as competent and you know a good person all those things but there is also an element of like you do need to you need to sound like yourself it needs to match the kind of personality that you have and like and it's, it's, it's if you're if you're the kind of person that like sometimes you make little mess ups or grammatical mistakes or whatever, that's also totally fine. It doesn't need to unless you're like a writer, maybe you should tidy it up a little bit. But like for the most part, it's totally fine to just be like, yep, here I am. I'm not perfect. And that's what you're going to get, because that's more representative of, of you rather than like trying to create this kind of picture perfect version of yourself that actually is very hard to uphold. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think that's, that's so hard is to like, let go of that perfectionism and feel like Mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to show up perfectly whenever perfect is not really who, well, at least it's not who I am. I know that much. Right. Um, So that's, yeah. So what do you think are some of the, like, what do you think are some of the most important things to help you like stand out? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is just kind of as, as we were saying it is letting go of that idea of perfectionism, which is so hard. (laughs) So we're not, not saying this lightly. I've been like, that's something for sure that I spent a lot of time dealing with myself as well, because, and because I say like, cause I am a writer, I feel like I hold myself to a higher standard when I'm like, putting together my content or my my website or whatever and it's like okay it has to be perfect because I'm I'm a writer I, I, I nobody's gonna hire me to do this for them if I can't even do it for myself but you know as I kind of dug into a little bit more about like my personality it's like I'm not I'm not a perfect person right I'm gonna have things that are wrong so I'm not I'm obviously not gonna leave my stuff to be like completely chaotic and grammar mistakes everywhere spelling mistakes everywhere but like if I make a typo I don't care. I don't, I normally don't even fix typos anymore. I will write my content. I'll give it a quick scan and then that's it done. And that's just part of the process because it speeds things up first of all, which is a huge deal when when there's so much to do. Anything that takes less time, I'm a huge fan of, but it's like, I'm not a perfect person. I'm going to edit your stuff very thoroughly, but like if I'm just showing up on social media, that's about me. That's just about who I am. And so just being able to accept the kind of little things that go wrong here and there or accept the fact that the the story might not be perfect or that the reel had some weird edits that one time because Instagram glitched out and it's like okay like you have to just (laughs) let it go which is the hardest thing in the world it takes a long time so it's definitely something to practice for sure it takes it's not going to happen overnight but that's like I think for me one of the biggest things that was important about just figuring out how to show up online in a way that is going to keep me sane but yeah I'm trying to think like other other things that are really important for showing up like you got to really like get a good sense of yourself and I think that it sounds again so generic it sounds super cliche like you got to know yourself but it is really important like one of the things that is a really big reality check for well, for myself and for other people, when I, t- when I say this to them as well, to my clients, it's like, there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of people out there that do the exact same thing that you do. And you don't, maybe don't want to think about it. You want to put your blinders on, but it is the reality. You're not, unless you're working in a super, super unique field, the chances are there are thousands of people that do the exact same thing. So you're not going to necessarily stand out by saying, this is the thing that I do. You're going to stand out by the way that you do it, the way that you approach it. Maybe just, again, just your personality, the kind of person that you are to interact with, right? Like if you think about, I like to think about like life coaches because it's a very kind of broad term and there's so many different ways that you could be a life coach. So some people's like approach to life coach is super like hardcore, almost like think military drill instructor, right? It's like, we're going to whip you into shape, kick you in the booty and we're going to get on with stuff. And that's their thing. And it's like, for some people, that is exactly the kind of life coach that they need to get themselves on track. And for other people, it's like, they're very nurturing. They're very like more empathetic and it's a much more kind of peaceful approach to a more more reflective approach to assessing what's going on in your life and for some people it's like yes this is the space that I need to be in to kind of figure out my life and figure out what's going on so they're the same they're doing the same thing they're helping people figure out their life but in two very different ways and that's gonna attract different people that need that like personality or they need that vibe so 
yeah, that's kind of like the biggest thing, I think, just like figuring out who you are <laughs> and using that to your advantage. Yeah, I can see that being one of the most difficult parts also, right? <laughs> because, yeah. because you're kind of, I mean, you can have... A, Well, I'm curious, how do you help people do that? Like, how do you help people kind of figure out what their authentic voice is or be more authentic in their writing? Yeah, it's, you're right. It's kind of, it's, it's, for some things, it's much easier than others. Like there's some aspects of ourselves that are much clearer to us, right? Like, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of a goofy person. That's much more obvious than some other aspects. And, 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 but I I guess the, the biggest starting point is figuring out like, the things that you like to do and the things that you don't like to do. I think that's always a really good place to start when you're trying to figure out like you, who you are as a brand, because that's going to end, that's going to help you kind of figure out how to show up first of all. So like, if you're the kind of person that really hates doing lives, (laughs) don't do lives, right? Like if you love writing, then write. If you like to talk, maybe do a podcast or do videos or something like that. Right. So like, that's kind of step one is figuring out like the things that you like and the things that you don't like are going to really help you just figure out how to show up and where to show up. But then once you're there, then what, like, what do you do with your voice after that? And so I have, I usually take people through, like when I work with clients, if they're outsourcing to me, I have a huge questionnaire essentially that I take them through to kind of learn all of these things. And I've taken some of that to help with my coaching clients as well, to help them think about it themselves as well. So there's, I mean, there's so many questions that you can ask. I've written down three that we could kind of talk through. Um, just in this space of time that we have, but there are like endless amounts of questions that you can kind of use as a bit of a self-reflection. But I love that. Yeah, if, we, if you want, we can go through those three questions. I would love that. And I think that, I think that that's, that's the key. So that's how you create so much clarity. Yeah. Cause sometimes if you're just staring at that blank page and it's like, okay, think about who you are. And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> where do you start? That's so broad. Exactly. So, and I will say as well, if you're going to do this, do this in a way that again, feels, feels good to you. So if you're the kind of person that likes to journal, like sit in a comfy chair with a notebook and write about these questions, I am not a journaler. Like when I think about these things, I need to go on a walk or just pace around my house. So get your, get yourself into a space where you're comfortable as well, before you really start thinking about these questions, because that's going to, it's going to help you kind of come up with better answers as well, because they're, you're going to be in a comfortable spot for you. So go on a run, go on a walk, sit in a comfy chair, go to a cafe, whatever it is that puts you in like your happy place (laughs) is such a good place to start before you actually dig into some of these reflections. Because again, everybody is so different. There's so many like ways to go about doing these things. So you got to reflect in the way that makes sense to you too. So step number one, find your happy place and then go into these questions. So the first one that I really like to think about is getting back to the kind of the roots of what you do. And so the question that I like to ask is why am I so passionate about what I do? So really reflecting on again, just like what it is that motivated you to get into to business, to stick with your business and to serve the people that you feel like you are called to serve. Because if you can like really explore that topic, you're going to find those elements of like, well, this is my approach to it, or this is my perspective, or this is the thing that I feel drawn to of all the topics within this big topic. This is, these are the particular elements that I really feel like align with me the most so that's like I love it it just exposes so many things when you when you ask that question so it's still a very broad question there's a lot to explore and unpack but it gives you a bit of a focus in terms of thinking about your why like why you got started why you're still in this and what keeps you going (laughs) I love that I love that especially because 
so often whenever we can connect with that, we can actually take the action to do things. I remember whenever I was first starting out my business, I would write an email or I would write a post and then I would not press press publish, you know, I just wouldn't do it. And so just that exercise alone can also not only help you, you know, create the, create the copy or do the writing or create Mm -hmm. the post, but actually, you know, do a publisher send whatever you need to exactly and and getting the answers to this is so helpful for a couple of reasons as well because as we know business is not always an upward trending thing there's a lot of days that really suck (laughs) sometimes there's more than one day that suck you can go through some a couple of months sometimes where you're just like what am I doing this for and so if you can actually spend that time to figure out like why like where that passion comes from and what that passion is it's going to give you that motivation on the days that are really just like you're feeling down in the dumps and you're feeling ready to quit to just give yourself that kind of motivation to be like, okay, no, I am in this for a reason. (laughs) There was a reason I decided to commit to this path of business ownership and entrepreneurship. And like, this is, this is why I'm here. And it's going to be a good motivation just for yourself to just kind of remind yourself like, okay, no, I do need to show up and this is why. But something else that I've noticed as well is just from like the own, my own content, people really love to hear why you you start your business. People love to just know a little bit more about you and to know that background and that context. And especially when you're still kind of establishing your business, even in the first, like, you know, like five years and you're kind of getting your name known, you're getting your brand, your brand known, giving people that insight into why you're here is really helpful for them beginning to trust you because they need to, they kind of want to know, they want to know that you're on their side, that you're not just out there to kind of trick them into buying something and then take all their money and not deliver on it. Like they want to know that you're actually in it to help them and they want to know what that looks like. So it's actually a really great way. And so it's a great piece, great pieces of content you can create out of thinking about this question as well, actually just like opening up and sharing like, this is my heart. This is why I'm here. Like, here's a little bit of insight about me and being able to share that with people is a really good way to connect with them too. I love that. And it sounds so simple too. Like as I'm hearing you say it, I'm thinking, well, of course, but it's not something that I've ever really thought about, you know, or have known to do or thought to do. I mean, as you're saying it, of course that makes total sense, but yeah, it's just, it's something that has just escaped me. Like, you know, just really thought about how important that sharing that part of it is. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to overthink, especially when like you see all this stuff online about like, oh, you need this kind of content strategy. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And we all get very caught up in like trying to optimize strategies and stuff. But like you have to kind of come back to the idea that especially if you're on social media for your business, like it's it's there's social platforms and people are there to get to know each other at a fundamental level. Like if you think about how you go and consume content on social media, like I don't go to social media to learn things, right? I go to social media to catch up with my friends' lives and I want to see pictures of their babies or their vacations. And even like my business friends, I like seeing like the the things that I care about more are now like their lives and like what they're doing on the weekends versus any of their actual business stuff. So this is a really good way to kind of bridge that gap and share something that's kind of business related, but it's still a very sociable thing to do and just talking a little bit about yourself versus trying to keep the focus entirely on like all the tips and tricks and education because people don't always care about that (laughs) on social media and not as much as we wish that they did. (laughs) Yes. I've definitely been guilty of that. Like I know, I know that I'm supposed to, you know, educate and entertain and like whatever all the things are, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's easy to get stuck in the education part of it. 
So I yeah, and we we've all been there. Like I've I've done that, t- and and like there is value in doing that. So don't like completely write it out of your like content plan at all. But yeah, it's like people, especially now, like I've noticed over the last few years, people are like interacting less and less with those kind of educational posts. At least for me, and maybe maybe I'm just like an outlier, but at least for like the way that I've been showing up. Like if I share like the tips and tricks posts, people, I get like, people don't respond. People don't really care. But if I just share a post, just like some some of my most popular posts have just been like me sharing an opinion about something that's like, I was just like, I, I think one of the most popular posts I ever had, and it didn't, it wasn't popular in the sense that it necessarily got me clients, but it was just, just in terms of looking at those metrics as a comparison. It was, I think I posted something about how I was getting really annoyed with all of like the color block posts that was just that were popping up in Facebook groups because it's like I can't get to know anyone with a color block post so I think I just like posted in a couple of groups about how my frustration about these color block posts and I had so many interesting discussions with people like some people were like totally agreeing and some people obviously didn't and were like well actually there's a lot of good value in those and so I was able to have some really interesting conversations with people just based on <laughs> almost like a rant of my frustration. So it just goes to show people are like, are just there to interact as human beings on these platforms. And so, yeah, like just being able to give people insight to yourself, your personality goes a long way. It goes a lot further than I think we sometimes think that it, that it goes because it's like, well, how would you share this if you were just talking to a friend? Like, what would you talk about? It's like, well, you talk about what you're doing and why you're doing it and, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, here's my t- my top 10 tips to do this thing. It's like they're it's it's Facebook. People aren't really interested in your top 10 tips on Facebook. They, you know, they want to know who you are on Facebook. Right. It's it's interesting. There's just different personalities for different platforms in a sense. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It makes so much <laughs> sense. I, we overcomplicate it also. You know, we yeah. overcomplicate oh, we yeah. don't show up with our friends. You know, yeah. but whenever it becomes to our business, it's like, oh, now I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to write. I don't know how to do this. So, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so easily done. And I mean, like, I'm still trying to get out of my own head on this as well. Like, and trying to just focus much more on like kind of coffee shop approach. It's like, okay, if I was sat in a coffee shop with a friend, like, what on earth would I be talking about? Like, sometimes I might tell them, like, oh, I learned this really interesting thing about this, you know, this, that, that, or the other, and so we could have a talk about it. But a lot of the times it's not those things. Sometimes it is though. And it's like, wow, there's something really interesting. Let's unpack this one little thing and talk about it. And sometimes that is like absolutely what you would be talking about in a coffee shop with your friend. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, I think you also talk about it differently. Like I think about, even if we were talking about the same, the same topic and it was something that I was learning about or wanted to share. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes in my writing, I feel like I come across as almost like, I don't know if it's preachy or like I'm the expert, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the tone of everything is different. It's not like I would be with a friend. Yeah. Well, and and that can be okay as well. Right. Some people are very much like the kind of teacher personality where that is just how they show up in person. Like my brother-in-law is very much like that. He's just, he knows so much stuff about everything and, and having any sort of conversation with him is very much like a kind of you almost feel like you're getting an education because <laughs> he's a teacher. He's a teacher by day. You can't leave that personality in the classroom. He comes home and he's still a teacher. And that's just his part. So for him, like if he was you know, running a business online, he very much would be a kind of teacher personality where he is showing up and doing a lot of educational things, but in a way that makes sense for his personality. But for me, it's like, okay, I do love teaching, but I'm definitely not like a teacher personality. <laughs> I'm just kind of all over the place. So for me, it's like, it would be a very different way to show up. I would not be showing up um, with this kind of like, oh, did you know type attitude? Because that's not really how I would approach something. I would be like, wow, 
I learned this really cool thing and I just have to talk about it for a second. That's kind of more my approach to education, I guess. And so you, you can totally show up in a kind of more authoritative way if that's your personality type, right? And this is where it comes back to kind of understanding who you are, right? Like you're you're going to show up in different ways depending on your personality. So like, again, if you are that teacher person, own it, show up and be a kind of teacher person. That's totally fine. Some people, like my favorite comparison, I suppose I love looking at all the ways that different copywriters brand themselves because that's the world that I'm in. And some copywriters, like for me, again, I come back to myself, I'm very colorful. So all of my stuff is kind of more, it's not quite cartoony, but I have like, I just love like block colors and simple things. And it's just kind of fun and a little bit more personable. That's definitely not the the right vibe for like very luxurious high-end clients, right? Where they're looking for something that's very kind of modern and sleek. And there's some copywriters that are that love that. And they're very kind of in that, I almost call it like a city vibe. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but I, I think about their brand as like the kind of classic city person where everything is very much kind of pristine and put together. They got the coffee in the hand, fancy handbag in the other, and that's their personality. And it attracts a totally different set of people. So both are totally fine to show up as it's just like what feels the best to you because if you're not that city person and you try to make yourself that city person you're gonna have a really hard time either keeping it consistent or when people then actually talk to you and meet you in person or on a meeting they're gonna be like wow that's you're totally different in person from your website and that just kind of then creates doubts like oh my goodness did I have I connected with the right person are they really the right person for this thing so yeah, like it's coming back to that consistency again, isn't it? Just having people experience you in a consistent way across all the different spaces is what's most important. And the easiest way to do that is to just do it through who you are so that you're not having to worry about putting on a face or a persona or forgetting what that persona even is, right? Yes. I think that's that's kind of the was kind of a hard thing for me was that whenever I would go to post on Facebook or something for my business. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to be somebody else, you know, yeah. but, and, and I love that you, you know, that you talked about how, well, if that's the person you are, then be that person. But, mm-hmm. you know, but also you don't have to be like, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before about the perfectionism thing. And also I think that sometimes mm-hmm. we, whenever we're trying to show up perfect or what we think, how we think we should show up, not really who we are, but how we think we should be that then we, there, a lot of the personality and who we really are gets lost in the process. You know, I've noticed that happen. I noticed that happening to me before whenever Mm -hmm. I've, yeah, whenever I've done those things. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it's tricky when you see people that are being super successful online and you see the way that they show up and you kind of think, well, maybe that's the winning strategy. And it's like, you can learn things from them. You can look at their business model. You can look at their growth and the kind of the, the, the order that they did things in. I think that's super helpful. Like I, I, I take a lot of that information from other people that are super successful. It's like, okay, you have a seven figure business. Let's look at the trajectory. Like, where did you start? What did you do next? What did you do next? But I'm not, I'm not going to copy their personality and I'm not my, my journey. If I, if I go to seven figures, like, I don't know if that's on the cards for me, we will see what the world, what God has for me. I don't know, (laughs) but on that journey to business growth, we'll just keep it more broad. Like I'm going to have to go a different path because I'm not her or the person or the people that I'm looking at. Right. It's like, I can kind of model the, the components but I have to figure out how I would do those things. So I'm not going to do it the same way. I'm not going to speak in the same way. I might not even do things in the same order or exactly the same with the same strategy because that's not who I am. Like a lot of people love to do big launches and they love having these like multi-day challenges where everyone shows up in a group in person. 
I'm an introvert. That sounds like my worst nightmare. So it's like, I'm not going to do the same business model for me. Cause that's just not going to, that's not going to work for me. I'm just going to be exhausted and resent the whole thing. I'm not going to show up well, which means people are not going to get a good experience. And then the whole thing is just like a downward spiral to nothing versus thinking, actually, you know, I love to talk. So a podcast, right? So that's been my new business model is just like, you know, I'm just going to hop on a podcast, share my thoughts, talk about things and connect with people in that way, because that's what suits me because I, this isn't like, this is my personality. I can't shut up for the life of me. So why not have a podcast, right? (laughs) Yeah. And that goes back to the knowing yourself piece that you were talking Mm -hmm. about initially. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.